So we're going to talk a small bit about culture, big on culture, really, really important. And again, we have a really good culture here in Kenny, and I'll talk a bit about that and where our own new academy is going to go, um, which is called Nequitoga, that's our name. And that, what that means essentially is young cats, uh, which these boys are. They're our future generation that's going to play for our future senior hurlers, essentially. And they are young cats at this moment in time. Our athletic development model that Sean Kelly will talk us through. Uh, our player pathway in terms of, you know, his, his supports, his resources, I suppose his journey in terms of development was really, really important, and we're trying to track that now uh, year on year. And then the last one or two of them is collaborations that we've, um, that we've made, and also then for, for parents uh, and for co coaches' supports, which is really, really important. Again, we need a lot more education, a lot more awareness for our parents to know what's going on, and for them to support uh, the players. Key stakeholders, clubs, schools, coaches, parents, supporters, county board, uh, officers, and obviously the players are bang in the middle. They're key to everything. Every decision that's made uh, revolves around the players and uh, how can we create that really healthy ecosystem. And for me, long term, what we need to look at here in Kenny is healthy clubs and healthy schools. If we can get that right, essentially then we'll have healthy inter-county teams or healthy academies. But if our clubs are not at the right level, it's going to be very, very difficult for our academy coaches to have 30 to 40 sessions to bring them up to the level we need to. At this moment in time, what normally happens in most counties, and it is in Kenny, uh, to a certain degree, player at 20 years of age, we're nearly starting from scratch in some ways, in terms of maybe tactics, uh, in terms of the tactical awareness, nutrition. Now, Kenny is a bit ahead, thankfully, and that's down to our manager of 20, our manager of 20 and our minor, but there's a lot more education that's needed there, and we need to get that earlier into our player. If we can transition these players earlier, from 14, 15, 16, 17 onwards, well then we'll have a much stronger army coming through to our senior, where Derek Ling is not kind of starting from scratch. He's only looking for maybe small percents at that stage. And we can move that 20 player to 20 years of age, 21, that bit faster in terms of his development. That's the key goal here. And again, there's no difference between 14 and senior in terms of what happens in the field. The game doesn't change, there's two goals, same size of the pitch. Just more physical, faster. And obviously tactical is coming into it as well. But the players understand that at 14 and we need to educate them and support them on that side of things. Culture, I said really, really big on it. And, it's, and a lot of this work probably started early in the summer for me because I knew I was stepping into this role and I just felt that we could really do a lot in this area. So this is a small bit of uh, information around what culture is and I do this with different teams and do this with companies. And this line here, it's big, it's heavy enough. And you need, need to probably digest it. So values dictate behaviours and culture influences our identity. So values dictate behaviours and culture influences our identity. What's important to you? So what's important? That's what value is. What's important? What has real meaning? Personal values would be maybe family for some people. It would be friendship for some people. So values are different. Companies have different values as well. And what are our values in Kenny GA is the question. How is values linked to behaviours? If you have meaning in terms of what you believe in, it should be the way you act. Because that's authenticity in terms of being authentic. So what you value is what we see in behaviours. And culture then basically is kind of revolved around everything. It influences identity. And when I ask people about identity of a team, uh, whether it's you know, whatever sport it is, the stronger teams have a strong identity normally. Very clear. You know exactly what they're going to get when they cross that white line. Identity is work rate with the penny. Humility with the penny over the years. The modesty. Work rate's a big one. I've rarely ever seen a Kenny team go out 
and throw the, throw the kitchen sink in terms of actually dying in the game. I just say, I just give it up in the game. Rarely ever, ever saw it in my time. And say, so go back to the officials here, the county officials again, they'll tell me probably something similar for the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s onwards. But definitely over the last 20 years from what I've seen and experienced, rarely ever see that. And that's a testament to the, to the players, to the management that have been involved. It really is. They've never given up. And people out there know that. Kenny are never bet. That's something that's really important that we can build on. Okay, that sentence is really, really important. There's a lot in it, and there's a lot more to it. Laziness and disrespectfulness can be like an infection or a disease in a team environment. So again, if you have players coming in and cutting corners or being disrespectful to other teammates or no disrespectful to coaches, that moves, that spreads. And it only takes one person on a team for that to spread. Every person's actions have an impact on culture. So all you boys here are within our academy. Again, you're representing the academy and you have an impact on culture. So what you do off the field and on the field uh, resonates what goes on in Kenny GA. It really does, your behavior. What happens off the field in particular? We're seeing things at the moment off the field, uh, in the news, in the newspaper, different counties again. That represents a county. It has a huge, huge impact on it in terms of what's going on. And lastly, then, culture takes time. It takes time to build it's something that we can't do just because we said something today. It takes time. We can have a strong culture. We have a very much implicit culture. And what I mean by that is it's kind of known without saying it. People know that culture is good in Kenny, the work rate, the humility, the modesty, the never die. That's there. But explicitly, we probably don't say it enough, or we don't talk about it enough, and we don't maybe have pictures of it. Especially for our academy boys coming in to know what's expected to be a senior hurler maybe in years to come. God, if you, if you know that early and it's explicit, it's clear, well, then that's for, that's for something to work on throughout their development of their 14 or 15 or 16 and so on. There's no confusion. Very, very clear. And again, this is not like friendly make nothings. This is backed by research and this will be a model in business where you have shared assumptions that's in the middle. So we all agree on where we need to go. We have agreed values, shared values. Again, that's what I spoke about earlier. What has meaning? What Robert said earlier on, which is brilliant. The next one then is shared behaviors. So if we ignore values, our behaviors will kick on. And then the last one is symbols. So what symbols reflect that kind of identity of that team? And that's something again you'll see tonight, and you've probably seen it already. And there's a there's one or two there's a one or two very important symbols in Kenny that we probably need to bring to the surface a bit more and kind of show off what we're about. What is Kenny's identity? So when we say the word Kenny again, we said a few words earlier on, but in terms of symbols, what are they? Okay, and what we have here is the black and amber. That's renowned for Kenny, black and amber. Not any other team has it in terms of county. So again, black and amber, it's been said before, there's a sea of black and amber on the field and couldn't see anything else. So very, very strong. And then I suppose we're known as the Cats. That's what we're renowned for, uh, for years behind. And so that's very interesting as well. And again, in the booklets that you have, and I'll go through in a minute, you'll see maybe there's some stories to this uh, reasoning that we're known for the Cats, Pinky Kenny. So it is valid, there's myths and tales and whatnot, and we'll talk about that in a second. So what we've done is we've developed a set of standards and a set of values for our academy. So we just have that explicitness for our academy players to know what's expected. And this, again, not me, this was a survey that was sent out to current senior players of the Kenny, former senior players of the Kenny, managers, coaches uh, of our academies over the years. So I've pulled all that information together and again, within your booklets you will see what 
that output was. And I'll go through now again in a minute. And it's very, very important. So this is what, you know, and the senior players are excellent. There's a few up here tonight as well. A good few of them rang and texted in. They couldn't make tonight. So they're very, very interested to know what's happening with our academies. Very interested. And they want to play a role in this as well. So, Kenny's vision, vision, mission, values, standards, and symbol. Okay, so, presumably it's my little purpose, so I'll keep going. So I'm going to go through this, it's very, very important, and again, that everyone knows what it is. So, Kikennies GA Academy is a vital component to the future success of Kikenny Hurling. The Academy provides a pathway for emerging young talent within our county, starting at under 14 grade. Our academies are a fundamental, sorry, our academies are a fundamental component of our development structures to provide an opportunity for young cats to flourish within Kikennies' high-performing environment. The Kikenny Academy structure will consist of an ecosystem where players, parents and guardians, schools, clubs and coaches are all supported through educational resources and tools. In particular, players, parents and coaches will have access to educational resources that are specific to their needs. Clubs and schools will reap the positive knock-on effects of our more rounded player due to the player pathway resources. The vision of Nequitoga is to generate a healthy and broad cohort of players who have an opportunity to advance on all aspects of the game. That vision is very, very important. To generate a healthy and broad cohort. So I would like to have 50, 60 players coming towards minor and a very healthy and strong 50 if we could. At the moment we have two teams under 16, two teams under 15, but I want them teams to be strong. And if we can educate and support them and coach them more, well then we have a bigger number coming to the minor stage. And it gives a bigger headache for the likes of Night Morgan, who's currently a manager at that level. So we want healthy and a broad cohort. And again, I want to support them in all aspects of the game. So coaching, coaching the skills of the game, nutrition, sports psychology, all those components that are very, very important. Very, very important. The mission of the Kenny Academy is to create an environment to support and develop our emerging talent from a psychosocial position, which results in a setting where players can thrive in their personal development. Psychosocial basically means social, physical, and psychological. So the social thing is very important. Friendship is very, very important. We had our 20s uh, in Castle Comer Discovery Park in a team building day out at Christmas. Our minors were there last Saturday. Again, it's time for the players to be together for a number of hours where they're not training and getting to know one another. Very, very important. So friendship is so important. And you don't get many opportunities to do this. And I'll talk a bit about that now in a few minutes as well. Their physical development, again, we, want, we don't want injuries. We want to reduce injuries. We want to make them strong. Again, Kenny is known for strong players, so again, that's something we want to build into our programs and on athletic development. And then psychological, support them on the pressures of the game, anxieties, making better decisions in the game. So all those things, make them better leaders. To achieve our vision and to execute our mission, the following objectives have been applied, which are evidence-based and viewed upon as best practice. So coaching and technical skills of hurling through game-based scenarios and encouraging problem-based learning. So again, we want to ask questions of our players in terms of, can they figure these things out themselves? If they figure it out, they'll hold on to it. If we keep telling them and keep instructing, they'll forget it next week. So again, our academy coaches are doing very well in that, even as it is, especially our 14s who just kicked off there last week. So I've already seen a lot of those kind of group scenarios of looking for feedback from players and, and that problem solving. Really, really important. The game-based stuff, again, is critical that we get to, to, to that approach, especially for clubs. If you're even a club coach, if you're coaching a session, and you review the session afterwards, and you see that there's about 50% there linear drills, where we're going the wrong place. We have to go more towards game-based learning. And we can have pressurized situations, we can reduce pressure, we can increase pressure accordingly, but if we're going to do linear drills, 
continuously and takes up huge amounts of the session, we ain't going to improve a whole lot on the field. The game is chaos, there's a lot of decisions to be made, there's players moving everywhere, we've got to, get it, we've got to train like that. Of course we'll have a bit of linear drills, of course we'll work on the technical sightings, but if it's ranging 40 50%, it's the wrong session to be delivered to any club player or any county player. B then is developing players for the physical demands of hurling, athletic development. C, to provide tools on supporting players on the psychological challenges. Again, we have supports in that as well in terms of sports psychology. Leadership qualities to encourage independent decision making. We want players to be able to decide on the field in a lot of ways and not always looking to the line for guidance. So again, more independent decision making. And the last one in is to offer guidance and support around lifestyle management in terms of school sport life balance. Very, very important to look after our players in terms of their health and well-being. And again, we have a resource there to provide for that. We have nearly 300 odd players in our academies, and we need to look after them and make sure that they are balancing their sport, school, and life balance. The culture side of things, I'm not going to read all of it, and those times moving on. It goes through the values and the standards, I'll show you in a minute, and again, these have been developed from that cohort of people from that survey. The symbol, I'll just talk about this one, this is an important one, again, we're you know, it was news to me in a lot of ways in terms of the myths and tales with this, and the more I dug into it, probably the broader it got in some ways. But as I mentioned earlier, symbols are really important. And the nickname the Cats, which is a unique name that is synonymous with Kikenny GA hurling and is used throughout the island of Ireland and further afield. The Kikenny Cat origination goes back hundreds of years ago with many different myths and tales chronicled. One of those myths about Kikenny Cat is recorded in the Book of Leinster, would you believe, uh, from the 12th century. And that, and that tale is uh, named Bonnie, the legendary cat. So this actually is in a book in Leinster from the 12th century. So Bonnie fought a fierce battle against uh, Lothirgnan, which lasted for a whole day and night. Bonnie was victorious in his fight, and the mighty reign of the Kikenny cat was born. These myths and tales have all one thing in common, so there is multiple tales out there. And what they have in common is the Kikenny cat being known as a fierce fighter. And for me, that end product or that old product is what's key here, a fierce fighter. And again, I've seen that in our players on a daily basis. Anytime a senior team goes out in particular let's play a game, I see that fierce fighting spirit within the team. The spirit is represented in the values of our Kikini GA Academy, but also there are other characteristics of a cat that can be related to a herder. So, we're known as cats, we probably should bring that cat to the surface, a big animal cat, why not? And this big large black cat includes fierce, powerful, agile, smart, fast and aggressive. And when I think about Kikini Academy herder, if I look forward to being a Kikini senior player, these are the characteristics that we need. Obviously skill is at the heart of everything, but we're talking about a cat here, and these are the characteristics of a black cat. So again, it's something again players can relate to in terms of what's expected to be a Kikini hurdle. And that's the tale that's in the booklet. Again, you can read it in your own time, and you'll probably see more of this in the coming months, because there's a few more interesting stories in terms of Dunmore Caves, and I suppose it links in with our, our training ground with Dunmore also. So this is what's been produced from, from that survey. So we have six standards. And we have four values, and Robert mentioned already, values is something that's important, something that has meaning. And these four values, as you can see, is work rate. And again, one of the ways he said it straight away, that's one thing that resonates with you, Kenny. And we gotta love it, lads. We don't hate it, we love it. It's part and parcel of what we do. Spirit, again, Brian Cody would mention an awful lot of spirit. I wonder if Brian read that story about Bonnie the Cat, because it's in there, and, and I wonder, did he get it from there? And again, the spirit is so important. A togetherness that can't be broken in a team. Humility, no one player is bigger than the team. So again, we've never seen that in my lifetime of any player stepping out of line or thinking they're bigger than the team. No place for it in the game. Respecting the jersey. 
You are among a unique group of people to have worn a jersey. You have a responsibility. So straight away, you boys here are going to put on the black and amber jersey throughout the year. There is a responsibility on it, without a shadow of a doubt. A unique group of people. There's a lot of players out there who didn't get on at this first phase of the panel that would love to be here. So again, you are, you are quite unique. The six standards. So what standards means essentially is it's what we expect from each other. And we got to know that again when we're crossing that white line. And this is something about Ballyhale, again, that I shared a number of years ago, probably maybe 15, 16, 17, roughly speaking. I was probably moving on in terms of age, maybe a, a small bit in my 30s. We had a new kind of cohort of players coming through in the early 20s. And there was a little bit of disengagement between probably both cohorts. And it's just basically age more than 19. And I couldn't say that actually I knew exactly what these players would do when they won the field, when we crossed that white line. And again, the, the players would have said themselves that us as senior players probably expected more from them. So again, there was a bit of confusion and a misalignment between both sets, okay? And obviously we're all in the one team here. And thankfully we sat down and we went through it and we spoke about it and we talked about it and we decided again then on what we're going to do together and what's expected of each other. And we crossed that white line. I'm not saying that's part of, the, of our success over the last number of years, but we had clarity in terms of what was expected from each other. And for me that was vital. Getting a captain around that time two years in a row and it was absolutely vital. I knew crossing that white line, my back was covered and again, we'll go to the, the 65th minute, whatever minute we need to go to, we'll go to. And we'll give everything, a lot more clarity in terms of what's going on. And so, so important to have that with our teams. And that's what I want to provide here as well, with our academies. Our academy coaches are going to be going through these standards and values on a weekly basis. They're not going to smurry, smurry with all of them on a daily basis. They might go through maybe what attitude is. How is attitude important? Honesty, I'm a big fan of honesty. Don't make excuses. What you will find is, and I've done it myself when I was a young fella, start pointing the finger, start blaming <laughs> the manager or the coach or start blaming maybe my teammates. And if you find yourself pointing a finger, blaming, just maybe reflect on yourself and say, and look in the mirror and say, okay, actually, is that the case? Could I have done more? What could I have done? So a bit of advice for the boys here tonight. Again, look at yourself. Are you doing enough? Is there more you could, you could have done? And I rarely point the finger, to be honest. Really, really important. Battle ready. We're always ready for the fight. And by God, it's a war zone out in that field. And that's no word of life. My senior experience war field. That's why I used to think it's a war zone out there. Now, back when I was playing, there was a lot more loose hurdles and there was a lot more stuff going on off the ball than on the ball at times as well. You guys won't remember it. Some of the adults will. And that was great, great fun and great attempt. But thankfully, there is a lot that gone out, but it's still a war zone. A lot of bodies going everywhere, a lot of big hits. And we've got to be ready for the battle. If you're not ready for the battle, you ain't going to turn on the game. The game is over. Growth mindset is one of the top ones here. So constantly strive for improvements. Challenge yourself and your, te your teammates. So constantly striving for improvements. A tip there, guys, is before training starts, what I'd always do is have your hurdles out for about 15 minutes, practicing your right, practicing your left, practicing catching, in, in nice and close, zipping balls. I might do 10 balls, can get 10 balls to the hand. Then I might do them on the run, get a person to, to want to move. That is vital for me, and as a player, for my development. And I wasn't doing it maybe at your age, but I did it more at senior level. But if you can get that into your sessions, before the academy uh, coaches start their session. So let's say, for example, the session's at 11 o'clock, Quarter to 11, you're on the field working on those skills of the game. Next thing then, the session starts at 11 and you're ready for it. You're not warming up for another 15 minutes. You're sharp, you're ready. I found those moments, or that, that time period, so, so hard for my development. And it's, it's what it's called here, it's called deliberate practice, where I'm actually really focusing on actually the skills of the game during that phase. And then we're straight to training. Attitude, lads, is so important for everyone. And even already I see our coaches, and I've chatted to them over the last two weeks, the attitude of maybe one or two players, they thought it might be better. That's what they're looking for. Attitude. They're looking for the work rate. Have I an honest player on my team? 
respect. Those things are they're crucial. I'm here, the coach is talking about them already. So it's very, very important again to you see these, you gotta live them. I don't expect you to do it straight away, but over time, again, you'll see the benefits of it and how it will benefit you, Kenny. That we're all on the same page. The last thing here I'll show you is a mantra. Any of you guys here want to have a crack at this in terms of what it means? Maybe the first part, maybe? Some of you might know us on a session or two later, and it's called it be something, maybe in terms of speed of touch. I wasn't saying those exact words, but. So, speed of touch, guys. How many touches should we get for the ball into our hand? Three, four, one. <coughs> we get that ball in our hand, and no touch is that better? Is it better if we get no touch and ball in hand straight away? Straight to your hand, good man. And even last Saturday, I noticed a lot of players put their herd, their herd's trying to control the ball. But the ball is actually here. And for some reason, we're not putting our hand to it. Get the ball in our hand, boys, and we control it again. Control it again straight away. Fair enough, the ball goes out too far, we bring it in. We minimize our touches. Might take one, might take two. If you go three or four, that's <coughs> ball be swept. As you, as you go through the grades, game gets quicker, you won't have those two touches. We gotta minimize our touches. So speed of touch is so important. Speed of movement, chasing down a player. How fast can I chase down a player? I see a ball breaking over there. How fast can I get there to get to the break? I know what's happening, I can see it's gonna happen. But what normally happens is we jog to it. We jog over that direction. We should be sprinting over there, that's for the break. Forward movement, can I lose my man? How fast are you to lose your man? And that's a lot of stuff our academy courses when you're working on. Speed of mind, our decision making. Should I hand pass it, should I score, should I give it to the man in the best position? How fast can I make that decision? If you're slow on that decision, gone. Okay, so we're gonna build on all these components. Think of that mantra, lads, if you get that right, you won't be a long way off. We put all this together. Again, you're going to sick. listen to me now with Sean Kelly coming on in a minute. Sean will give you, we'll go through maybe a little warm or something. Everyone on their feet, maybe. But just to put it all together, we have a vision in the foundations in Nolan Park. We have a mission in the foundations in Nolan Park. We have our pillars, okay, our pillars that are holding up our, our stands and hopefully we'll have less than maybe in the future as well. But what's there is our values and our standards and they're embedded in our foundations. Embedded, okay, they're part and parcel of our vision, not laying on top. Our top two then, anyone any ideas what our top two are? If I'm bringing the whole team together. So we have our behaviours, we have a teacher up in front here giving me the answers, very good. We have our behaviours and we have our identity. And all that boys is culture. So we bring it all together, this is all talking to each other, that ecosystem. We have a lot of this in Kenny already, but again we got to firm it up more. Make it better, make it stronger. Players, trajectory, just for, I suppose for parents, for everyone to know as well, and, and for coaches out there, it's, it's not just a, a linear projection that just goes vertically up. Not, I've never seen a player in my life go through that kind of phase. It doesn't happen. And what I hear again from coaches is, oh, that player's gone way back, way back. And what not, what's probably happened is that player just shot up, maybe at a young age, and showed some great, you know, great form. And what happened then, other players maybe kind of caught up maybe the following year. Now, in some cases, the player yet might reduce maybe in terms of form. Sometimes it might plateau. But again, that happens during the stages of development of the player. So don't ever be thinking it's just up like this. And, and I definitely feel that is a perception in a lot of clubs around the county from talking to different people. And I think that, that sentence is a bit cheap in terms of, oh, you know, that player's gone way back. It's kind of like nearly forgotten about. Again, you just need a bit of time. You could have grown two or three inches, growth spurt. You could have lost a bit of confidence. It's a small thing. Again, good coaches would spot that. Good coaches will spot that and do a bit of work with that player and try and help that player again find that bit of confidence. And when you do lose a bit of form by your confidence, the work rate shouldn't change. That's controlled by yourselves. Is your attitude controlled by yourselves or is that controlled by the coach? By yourself. All those things are all by yourself. There's so many controllables by the player. So not to throw in the kitchen sink or, or sorry, to throw in the towel. 
you know, they're, they're the areas that we work on and you get that form back again. And what it looks like is that, again, it's ups and downs. So it's ups and downs, that's normal, from under 14, 15, 16, and so on. And within our, within our academies, what we're looking for is an open academy every year. So it's not the case of if we have an under 14 academies that all those players go straight on to under 15. I don't feel that's the correct way to do it. I think we need to open up the academies every year because players blossom at different stages during that cycle of a teenager. That's why we've had trials over the last few weeks to have a look at the players again. So it's really important that we open them up and have our healthy squads, our healthy academies, every year. Opportunities to see players within our clubs and schools. A lot of our coaches are, are um, our teachers. A lot of them are involved in our clubs, which is excellent. So again, we're seeing an awful lot through the clubs, through the schools, which is really, really important. And there will be ups and downs. In terms of what we have on our academy teams, so we have a coach lead. We have a coach, we've got four more than coach selectors, basically. So again, a very, very strong bolstered coaching team with every squad, which is really, really important. We have five coaches with our, with our academies. And again, in case a, a coach can't make one of our coaching sessions or two can't make it, we have three. Okay, so that's one of the reasons for us. So we want to have plenty of coaches on our field supporting our players, again, with their development, which is very important. And one of them is going to be, again, we'll have knowledge on strength and conditioning, and Sean Kelly will talk through that in a few minutes. This is what it looks like in the bigger screen, our kind of an overview of our, of our different teams. So we have 14 14-2, and 14-3. We have three teams under 14. And the reason we have that is we're, we're casting our net a bit wide because this is the first year of their development. This is the first year they're in the academies. Uh, we had trials back in November in the cold, in the rain, in the wet. So again, very, very difficult through the trialing system to be accurate. So we said, instead of going from 160 to 60, we went from 160 to, to 90. And I'll talk a bit about that shortly. We have two under 15 teams, two under 16, and then we have our Kelly Challenge, which is 17 2, and we have an under 19 team there as well. We have our GDCs here at the top that are supporting as well our, um, our coach leads, as I like to call them. So instead of calling a manager, a coach lead is more appropriate. And, and yeah, we've got coaches there that are former inter county hurlers. We've got coaches there that, again, really strong club hurlers during their time. We've guys who've uh, won all Ireland recently in terms of uh, with, our, with our team. So very, very strong. And a, good co a very, very strong cohort um, amongst, all the, amongst all our academy, which is very, very important. So we have nearly 50 coaches all together between all those teams. And again, them lads have a serious appetite for, for learning, for, for education, which is really important. And, and those coaching teams are in your booklet, I won't go through them. In terms of Award 1, again, when we review this, about 25% of our coaches have Award 1, so I'm big on education. And so by April, we'll have 50% of our coaches um, on Award 1. As I reckon we 50% plus, without a doubt. For some coaches gone on courses in terms of sports psychology and for certs. Others have gone, gone on to DCU for a reflection coaching piece as well. So we have a lot of opportunities for education coming on board. And again, our coaches are grabbing, which is great. Just want to mention expectations. So again, just from listening more than anything, which is always good and hard and, and observing. I get this I get this feeling that, you know, we have maybe we, last year we took the odd sessions with our um, with our academies. And for some reason, some people feel that we need a real crucial style of play and we should have all our puck outs sorted and, you know, nearly, nearly like a senior intercounty team for all the world. And I see senior intercounty teams who have coached maybe 100 sessions and they still haven't got their puck out system right or that's not working well or style of play is not, style of play is not really clear. So expectations are very important to me. So we have 30 odd sessions, 30 to 40 sessions, hopefully this year. Hopefully we get close to 40 is, is the plan here. But we're, we're seeing our players once a week. Other teams see them three times a week and then have video analysis on top of that. So the expectations there for me are very, very important, and we need to be very, very clear on them and patient on them. 
Okay, we're going to work on different things. It's going to take time. Some of the things might even look a bit ugly. Actually, that's not really moving well. But we're working on them. And the boys are developing and they're getting used to maybe how to play against plus ones and sweepers and they're looking at maybe moving the ball through the lines and going long and going short. So we're working on all those different styles of play. And for me, it's a dynamic style of play that we want to play. But within about 10 sessions, we're not going to have all that covered. Even by 30 sessions, it's going to be very challenging. So patience for that is very, very important. These are not all Paul Knurth. Paul Knurth cannot do this in 30 sessions. Seeing players once a week for blocks. We might see them for maybe two weeks. So just, I think, get patience on that and, and realistic expectations. I think that's all I'd say to parents in particular on it. Just to give you an insight in terms of what we're doing with our coaching workshops, with our coaches, our academy coaches. So we've had three workshops already. So again, we hit the ground running in, in uh, December. We've, in November, actually, in November. And we've had two workshops since. We've had some theory for two hours, breakouts, and then we have practical on the field. We had Brian Dowling as a kind of a guest coach the last day, which is great again. So we've got a lot of players coming in and, and helping out the coach inside things. And this is something again that our players will see within our sessions. So language is very, very important. You've seen it in my earlier slide on culture. We've got to be using similar words. And all our academy coaches again are on board with this in terms of scanning, scanning the field. So that's a word we should see between 14, 15, and 16. And our kind of challenge number 17. What does tag a player mean? De- depth in our shape. So these are the words, instead of, we can say these things two or three or four different ways, but we want consistency in our language as much as possible. So these are the words, again, that our academy coaches are getting on board with. A lot of them use this already, but it just creates clarity for our younger players, so there's no confusion the following year. Okay, so that's some of the stuff that's there. We have a platform there with all the educational resources for our coaches, videos, and again, that's building gradually.